0: Hello,
1: Desperate Times is a podcast following Robbie Lambie, the founder of Karen Gorn Coffee in Edinburgh, as he attempts to save his business amidst the coronavirus pandemic. With one of his coffee shops still closed due to the lockdown, he enlists the help of two of his best friends to discover ideas to maintain turnover. In this episode, Robbie and Andrew are joined by good friend and fantastic photographer Gav Smart. They discuss more ideas to reach their 15,000 follower target on Instagram. Are they getting close? Listen on to find out. Spoiler alert, this frog doesn't think so. Thanks for listening. Uh, Another classic accent there. I'm getting better every week. Uh, Welcome back to Desperate Times, the podcast that brings together three of Edinburgh's most prolifically desperate men to discuss a topic that they know little about. That is, of course, how to save a business during the coronavirus pandemic. And that business is, of course, Cairngorm Coffee, which has been serving the good stuff to the good people since 2014. I'm Robbie, the founder of Cairngorm, I'm 31. I once saw Scottish legend Andy Gorham playing goalkeeper for Elgin City Football Club. Joyous day. And I fulfilled a bucket list item by attending a WWF Royal Rumble in Philadelphia a few years back. What do you think of that?
0: Whoa. That's pretty. I mean, Andy Gorham obviously being a, a big Rangers fan, uh, that's that's bloody impressive. But the Royal Rumble, who uh, who won the Rumble when you went?
1: Oh, I don't actually even know. I can't. Oh, I can't I, it was so annoying. I think I probably only knew like four people out like, of was it thirty six or something. Yeah, it was I like it was that. like Kane, yeah. Kane, Goldust was there, which is kind of cool.
0: Really? Yeah, oh my god, he I'm, must be ancient now. Yeah,
1: he's sold. So I've I've not even seen him since like playing WWF Warzone. Like,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. The people who, the younger people who listen to this podcast, if there are any, probably know Warzone for like completely different reason now. It's like that Call of Duty yeah, game. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I can't pretend that's I don't true. love. But yeah, the original WWF Warzone and the N64, there was like five pixels, <laughs> ridiculous so good though i think that the best
0: one was like uh the wrestlemania game you had that was that was good on the n64 was that definitely
1: it was like wrestlemania 2000 and then there was no mercy or something
0: no mercy that was the yeah. best one yeah that was that was brilliant who was your favorite wrestler back in the day definitely the rock if you smell what the rock is cooking oh nice nice although nice. like heavy well for himself I've got to say I probably changed my mind if I watched wrestling now back then, if that makes sense. Nah, it doesn't really. But um I was a I was a big Undertaker fan. I loved him. Yeah. So, yeah. and when he came back with his motorcycle and stuff, that was pretty. Uh, it's like really got. Epic. It, was,
1: it was a tale of two ends, wasn't he? Yeah, he went from being like really gothic to like a complete rocker.
0: <laughs> I know. I used to love Paul Bearer, his uh, little psychic guy. He was epic.
1: Remember when Paul Bearer and Kane and Undertaker were a thing? They were, it was like actually so terrifying. <laughs> and they, yeah, they it's did, just lethal. They did the um, the casket matches.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brutal. It's insane. I saw. Um, I don't know if you saw it recently. It was uh, a week or two ago. Well, I don't want this to turn it into a wrestling podcast. But <laughs> did you see uh, the cricketer uh, Freddie Flintoff and the comedian, um, what's his name, uh, Tom Davis, got called out by Shawn Michaels, like to oh, fight in a tag team match? Yeah,
1: that's so yeah. good. I don't so, know. That that. Was so
0: incredible. It was that's incredible. It's so
1: funny to watch. <laughs> if that happens, i am so happy. it
0: be so good. I think Freddie Flintoff did a boxing match once, actually. But um, Sweet yeah. chin music
1: right in the face of Flintoff. <laughs>
0: yeah. See you later, mate. Pretty sweet. Not recovering from that.
1: How, how's that?
0: <laughs> oh, well played, well played. You're going
1: to be good. shouted that after you did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so sadly, today we're just a duo. Uh, although we do have a guest joining us later. But um, the gorgeous William Hayward is not in the room tonight. Um, I think he's had to go and help with the golf course again or something like that. But um, we'll uh, we'll move on without him. Uh, how's your week been,
0: Uh Up and down. Up and down, I'd say. I've been pretty busy. I uh, had some good news and some bad news. So some good news was um, that someone that heard about the podcast has been influenced to to make an order this evening to Karen going Coffee. So thought that was pretty good. Some direct results from the the podcast. So there you go. Yeah. So so that was some good news. And yeah, a bit of uh, frustrating uh, news, I would say, rather than bad news today, with a, a couple of cybersecurity problems. But um, got around them, so not so bad. But a little bit of a. A sweaty moment for me but uh yeah
1: you need you need to get um is it norton what's the uh
2: mm. <laughs> yeah uh, the virus
1: really... the, the annoying virus thing that pops up and you just keep on clicking <laughs> yeah. off, saying no nah, i'm fine mate and then one day you're like that's gonna come back to haunt me till today's the day
0: absolutely yeah i learned that so i uh, got got some pretty beefy security going on now uh it's like like uh, Kane and the Undertaker, sort of guarding my machine. So, um, so yeah, pretty, pretty uh, chuffed about that. But yeah, that's that's really been my week. What about yourself?
1: Yeah, it's been fine. It's been all right. Um, what I've done this week? Well, I've been trying to obviously do our our challenge, which we'll we'll speak about later. Uh, put actually more focus on that than I was expecting <laughs> it's been uh, quite consuming yeah. um, it's been in the back of my head a lot um but yeah apart from that uh, just just work we've we've been uh, we've actually had some pretty exciting coffees we've been roasting up this week so we've had like three new coffees on the website um, mm. so just today actually so that's been pretty cool uh, always fun Amazing. just to have I guess progression and, on that side of things um and yeah just the getting the the shop reopened at the weekend and that's been yeah just a bit of a focus but um i mean that's all pretty dull so it's funny how when you get older your week is just work like i can't think of any extracurricular i've done i mean you can't do much now i think
0: it's probably the combination between the getting older and also having a lockdown uh you know there's not really a or much of the well this is my social life really yes, so it. every every friday this this happens but um yeah that's about it
1: <laughs> fair enough that's fair enough um so uh, in the road this week we've been looking pretty deep into bit about our packaging we've been kind of thinking you know is it time for a bit of a mix-up is it time for a change uh really getting obsessed Mm -hmm. with the message that our packaging gives to the customer uh we're obviously trying Mm -hmm. to drive not only retail sales online now but also trying to get wholesale sales uh, wholesale sales but um we think (laughs) that yeah having really strong retail packaging is something that can kind of um snowball wholesale orders um, and then in, in doing um, that kind of research into the message that we're giving, we found ourselves exploring a lot about like our brand message uh, and the, the audience of the market that it is attracting. Um, yeah. I, this is getting quite intense, but it's, it's been something we've discussed loads uh, in the roaster just this week. And I think fundamentally I've realized recently that it's, it's so important for a brand to know who their audience is and it's Definitely. not something that we've really given that much thought about before. A lot of what we've done has been quite impulsive and we've just thought that looks cool. Let's chuck that out mm-hmm. there. And we've not thought about, you know, what is, what is our, our, what is our audience at the moment? What is the audience we want and what, uh, you know, should our, uh, our marketing and our brand look like to reflect that. Um, yeah. so essentially, you know, building and selling a brand is all about creating a story that other people want mm-hmm. to buy into. Um, so uh, enough of the ranting and the rambling, I thought it might be fun if we kind of played a wee exercise ourselves. This was obviously okay. going to be a little bit more exciting with three people, but it might be equally <laughs> awkward <laughs> and funny with- Okay, but a bit nervous. It, but <laughs> it, it kind of reflects that whole uh, exercise that we've done this week about building stories about a brand so the game's about Mm -hmm. story building so the plan is that we each say a word in turn uh and only Mm -hmm. one word and we've got to build a story um so we want to make sure that it's not rude (laughs) obviously this is going out on that that's fair (laughs) um but yeah i think um it'll be funny to see where it kind of goes um okay. So I've not prepared. So
0: so you say one word, I say one word. That's it. And then just keep flowing to make a story, basically. Yeah. Is, have I got it right?
1: Yeah. I guess we hope it comes to like a natural conclusion. Yeah. Okay. 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 So if we say like, give it blush. If I go, the sausage went to the market <laughs> whilst hopping it. Along? <laughs> Whilst hopping it along. Uh, I don't even know how to continue that. <laughs> Does that make sense? Whilst hopping it along. Whilst
2: hopping it along. I was <laughs> hopping it along, I don't know, the
0: promenade or something like that. I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't think it makes sense. I don't, I, no, no, I don't think it makes
1: sense. Let's try it. let's try it again. Okay. You go first this time. <laughs> children children yeah sometimes like bananas and ice cream because they are scared of michael
0: Jackson. <laughs> we try not to make it rude but um We did it without saying anything rude. I
1: don't don't know how that happened. It's your subconscious.
0: (laughs) So last week we set Robbie a new Instagram challenge and this was to join TikTok, something that Will and I had obviously been uh, suggesting for quite some time, he eventually got around to uh, listening to us. Um, Alongside this, uh, you were also happy, Robbie, to pay for advertising on a post to try and get us closer to that followers goal. Um, I must admit that I have seen a couple of your videos online so it looks for once, hopefully, that you've been following the plan, is that right? Um, well, it's a tale, a tale of
1: two halves, Andrew, really.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, here it comes. <laughs> um,
1: I did indeed start TikTok, yes. Um, uh-huh. And I've actually, I've, I've become pretty intrigued by it. I'm a little bit obsessed now. Um, I'm, oh, you know, yeah? I've hinted to it earlier, but it's one of those things where if I get a spare moment, I'll, I'll just have kind a of quick glance, see how many um, views I've had on videos. Um, and I think, weirdly, that was because early on, it uh it, it jumped up quite fast so i i was mm-hmm. like oh this is quite exhilarating um it did however it started to slow down i'm wondering now if tiktok kind of has a, a kind of way of, of reeling you in um it kind of give, yeah. gives you some uh some views that gets you excited and then it kind of uh, it's all a, a facade. I it's like, plateaued a bit. Or... Yeah, slightly. But I mean, the, the good thing is I've discovered you don't actually have to do dances on TikTok. There, there are other ways of, of doing things. And, and actually, the, the videos I've been doing on YouTube or on our uh, Instagram do actually kind of suit the format quite well. Um, okay, okay. But Tale of Two halves, um, we're, were good on TikTok. I did tick, tick that box. However- Tick the TikTok box. Tick, tick, talk, tick. Bucks, tick, but, uh, I <laughs> don't have to say yeah. that. Sadly, uh, however, I, I forgot to pay for the advertising, which I think probably was the main thing. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty keen that maybe we do that this following, the week coming now. I think that, that Robbie,
0: could be Robbie, <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, you are going to be getting a reputation for being a tight arse. Like honestly, <laughs> you you need to dip the hands in the old pockets, get the gold out, and start sprinkling it yeah. all on the advertising. For yeah, sake. it's a few and far you well, I've just been
1: doing my tax return, so. Had to wait and make sure I didn't get a rap in the knuckles from the old accountant first. But
0: well, yeah, I suppose that's that's fair. But um I'm sure Will, if he was here, he would agree. That's uh, still still a cop out, mate. You need you need <laughs> to you need to you need to get back on that. But anyway, let's let's focus on the good then. Um So TikTok obviously managed that, which is great. I saw the videos, was loving them. Good stuff. Um, so how did it actually go? You said it obviously like plateaued a bit, but how, what did it kind of look like and, and how many views were you getting there?
1: Yeah, so as I say, I was I was in a bit of shock to begin with. I mean, night one, mm. and I think Pippa um, at Eatonborough last week had said something similar. She had loads mm. of views overnight uh, quite early on and yeah, um, that, yeah. it kind of snowballed from there. What I experienced was, I think it was the second, third and the fourth um, videos really, you know, they they were very, very (laughs) successful. They were way more Mm -hmm. than I was expecting, but the first and the fifth have been less so. Um, So that has has plateaued slightly and and quite substantially like a fifth of the views. Um, To give you some reference before kind of explain how many, uh, I think, was it last week or the week before we we made the Instagram video um, with the vaccine?
0: oh yeah 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 so so that that was a week before well it was challenged on the week before i think yeah that's right yeah
1: yeah so so that that video is is now still sitting at 1300 or so views on on instagram so i put five videos up on tiktok and in Mm -hmm. in half of that time i think it was in a couple of days three of them had hit two and a half thousand views so almost double smokes yeah Yeah. so so, so that's pretty nuts and so now I'm, I'm trying to understand more about the algorithms for for the platform because i'm trying to work mm. out why some are doing really well and some are not but either way it's it's pretty cool it's, it's it's kind of definitely been a good thing to do i reckon
0: yes that's that's insane two and a half thousand views that's one, one
1: of them was like i think that was two days yeah it's quite Whoa. it's pretty staggering i mean for us we're having just joined like a couple of days before it was pretty nuts
0: yeah that is incredible that is actually pretty incredible
1: also with nothing more than just like some hashtags and and i think i posted a story of one of the tiktoks so i think did you do any
0: like research on like what hashtags to use or like how to put the video together or anything like that or do you just kind of freestyle it
1: stumble through um, really I, I try i kind of copied the style a wee bit of Edinburgh from last week just as oh yeah i, yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. have a clue what I was i'm doing. sure she wouldn't mind I, yeah yeah i didn't have a clue what i was doing so i was like i better just mm. listen to the people that know um but uh, after a couple of videos had gone up one of the girls in the in the cafe um nikki texts me to say uh, you should put this hashtag like FYP for you page, and apparently that gets you more followers. So. What the hell does that mean? So for you page. So I think it shows up in everyone's thing. I don't really know. Anyway, I've done that. Oh. I did that on the last one, and that that one didn't do very well. So actually, I feel like that's um, I've been I've been set up for failure there. But
0: I mean, actually, yeah, I'm I'm really feeling pretty old now. Uh, <laughs> talking about this FYP jazz like gonna be there's gonna be a few youngsters listening to this being like oh Christ like could sort this out probably in about five minutes but um, we're just we're just rocking our way through anyway anyway right I'm sure our listeners and I'm sure Will would agree with me as well we need to be sticklers for the rules so let's wind it back in to Instagram because yep. that's what that's what the original challenge was. So let's talk about that. How back on our challenge, how has that affected our instagram following how's that going right
1: so the facts the um the data if you will the integers that make up our followers so we now have 9237 um which is an increase of 60 followers last week
0: wait well that's less than last week is that right? Uh,
1: yeah, no. Good observation. I think we are <laughs> we are declining in the rate at which we gain followers. What?
0: Um, oh man.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that bloody ten k is seeming pretty hard to hit right now. So it. we're still
0: getting more, but we're not getting. Oh my god. We're getting more, right. but I
1: think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're getting more, but we're we're <laughs> we're still not getting many.
0: <laughs> oh Christ! I honestly think. I mean, at this stage. We, we need to concede and, and admit defeat because, I mean, there's no way, there's no way we're reaching 15,000, like, Mate, surely not. I think, I think we'll, I still think we'll get there. We just
1: need to keep on ploughing on. <laughs> We've only got a
0: couple of weeks left.
1: Well, that may be true, but let's see if our guest this week can give us a hand. I'm really pleased to welcome Gav Smart this week, who, among other things, is an award-winning photographer. Through a process of imaginative storytelling, he's driven a powerful need to share the stories of those around him, drawing upon valuable life experience to produce emotionally engaging photography. He's equally at home in the studio as he is out on location and travels extensively around the UK and Europe when allowed. If you have a creative project, no matter how big or small, he would love to hear from you. Do you think it's obvious that I read that from his website?
0: <laughs> a little bit, yes.
1: <laughs> In any case, please welcome Mr. Gav Smart. <laughs> oh, Gav. Hi there, guys. How you doing? Very good. You're looking very professional. Yes, love Gav. I, I mean, I should have
2: expected it. I, I, you know me; I can't do things by half, Robbie. You know.
1: Is this is this like an SLR camera you've got set up?
2: Yeah, well, it's a mirrorless camera, and oh. yeah, I, I would I would move it to show you. I'll take I'll take it behind the scenes after, and you can nice. laugh, man.
1: You could take a photo, and we can put it on the Insta.
2: Yeah, no, it's just lockdown. I've done a lot of guest lectures. Um, I was at university just the other day doing a presentation on a project, so. You know why, if, if I'm already at home, so I've got I've got no choice but to go big, right? We could do that.
1: We, we could do that thing where it's like um, the person she tells you not to be afraid of, or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it's, yeah.
1: it's like me here with lights behind me, not in front of me, and then, <laughs> and then you with the de- depth field, which is like
2: that's lovely. incredible. What's setup. Legit, right? Yeah. <gasps> kind
1: of. What, what are you drinking? <laughs>
2: Uh, fine ales. We um, we, we got really, really, really drunk as most stories with me usually go. Um, Rosie and I, when I was down in London and we were at um, oh, Brew London, so it's like their massive, big craft beer festival. And they signed us up for this like beer subscription, Beer 52, oh, it's called. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, oh Gav, Gav, you've come to the right place. You, to talk about you're, that. Right,
2: you're right at home, yeah. Well, exactly. So, so, so we 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 were just the guy was like, it was, we were with BrewDog. And he's like, look me, here's all this. Um, Cause I know the guy there at the stand. Cause I'd remembered him from, oh God, they used to have the tap room at Leaf Walk. So Rosie and I, he just gave us his pass and was like, mate, you stay behind the bar here and you get whatever you want all night. So we'd, we'd signed up for all these bloody beer subscriptions we didn't even know. <laughs> and then we wake up one day, like about two, three weeks, three, a month later, and this, it, uh, in comes this box. And it's like Netflix, you know, you just never cancel it, right? And it just keeps yeah. going.
1: Yeah, but it's so much better than Netflix because it's a tangible product. It's so nice when you receive it. Oh, gives so you good. that like... Oh, so Bottom's good. up,
2: guys, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it gives you that
1: like kind of... Um, is it like serotonin or like a endorphin rush? Where you're like, oh, <laughs> ah, yeah. something like a, an actual product. It's not just oh, uh, I an
2: mean, email. Listen, as, as the world falls apart, it's all about the little wins right oh, now. 100
1: yeah. percent. Totally agree with that. You know, that's funny. That is. <sighs> funny. Wait. So I'm guessing this wasn't like
2: last week. This was obviously. No, God, no. This is about a year ago. Well, you know, I, I was um up just before lockdown hit. I was, um, was working for the Royal Opera House. Yeah. Um, I had a weird, sort of wicked gig that kicked off there kind of end of uh, September 2019. I was shooting there, kind of poster artwork, concept and kind of a production, everything. Um, so it was down there and Rosie, my girlfriend, she's based up in Edinburgh. Um, bless her, cotton socks. She works remotely. So she was coming down to visit every sort of second or third weekend um, because she could, you know, with the computer, she was doing the whole thing. So she could do coming up with Thursday night and leaving a Tuesday morning. So it made a lot of sense, you know. Um, and it was just one of the things we were doing, right? If in London, then why not, right? You know. 100%. So I noticed
1: um, just when you landed back there, you're wearing a cult T-shirt. Oh.
2: Yeah, I just <laughs> red. I mean, still still wearing this, this this for God knows how long, man. Not not,
1: not Cairngorm, but it's uh, close enough. Oh,
2: I still got the other <laughs> one, dude. I still got you, you. You laugh, but I'm still wearing my make make espresso better, man. Oh yeah. That's, that's vintage yeah totally dude i mean that that was you kind of gave me that before shit hit the fan <laughs> so i'm kind of like do you know what am like, I, I it's not my no you know not my circus not my monkeys right <laughs>
1: amazing <What> a... great <laughs> um how how are things like how are you keeping how how are you during the yeah lockdown?
2: not bad i mean i won't i mean i'll be straight up that was one of the things i think since everything is kicked off is just try to be as open as you can um, we'll get on to the obviously the stuff that I've been working on behind the scenes in a bit, but like that was one of the very much the focus, you know, a lot of kind of the photography industry, it's been one of my bugbears maybe is is how insular it can be, particularly in Scotland, you know, it's there's, a lot, you know, there's lots of lovely people, but they're also terribly worried about their little patch of green grass. Mm-hmm. You know, you can who you work with, who you you know. I'm, you know, he's going to steal my gigs. He's going to steal my clients. And and unfortunately, when you know, it obviously, does hit the fan like this, everybody's left out in the cold. We're all in the same boat, right? We're all you know, we're all in the Titanic without our lifeboat. So it's you know the the kind of strength in numbers is the one of the things that's been keeping me going Mm -hmm. you know start reaching out to folk and trying to trying to just keep keep the dream alive really I mean I know that sounds really corny but you know if if if, if you you know if you are facing long-term unemployment like I am um, it's you got to try and keep your like an athlete you got to keep your skill set up
0: do you think it's because there's a lot of like freelancers within the photography business that there's that's that's what's Affected that sense of community, if you like, you know, do uh, that affects it?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I totally do. No, but no, totally. It's 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 a double edged sword. I mean, on one hand, back in the day, you know, when everything was on, you know, big film cameras, you know, back turn of the other century, it was the you know the English aristocrat that you know because he had pots of money and yeah and a home <laughs> laboratory and chemicals and a yeah. and a degree, right? You know, Lord who <laughs> have right? So it was it was it was a playground mm-hmm. of the rich. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but obviously the beautiful thing about it is it's become so democratic. You know, we can all afford good yeah. kit and we can all afford it and get into it. So it, it's that that that's the double edged sword of where you've got a lot of kind of lower. And I mean, this in no disservice, but a lot of kind of middle to low grade yeah. talent, you know, and they're all fighting for a, a position mm-hmm, at the bottom mm-hmm. or at like level, you know, the rungs at, at the, you know, at, at the top, it's much mm-hmm. more spaced out. But at the bottom, it's really, really close. And I think that's the problem. It's just that because it's so accessible, you just, it's too much. It's, you know, it's like a, mm-hmm. a buyer's market. I
0: think a lot of people are just sort of converting you know? then it from a hobby. If you like, you know, at that bottom end, if you like.
2: Yeah, I know. Absolutely. It is a lot of that, you know, and, and, and um, kind of. It's good because I don't want to be I don't want to be derogatory to folk you know because there's a lot of, lot of wonderful talent out there, but there is still in any field and and I, I'd apply this to coffee as well. I mean I, you know when the when speciality was kicking off, so many people were like buying weed wee Dietrichs yeah, yeah. in their garage, man you're not a roaster man sorry I mean you're, you're, you might be you you know you've got the passion, but it takes time to learn craft you can't just be, you're a you're a Dietrich owner, not a roaster yet if that makes sense
1: that, that makes a hundred yeah i mean you've you've put it in my language there perfectly
2: you know and it's the same for me you're an icon owner you're not a you know what I mean?
1: yeah i'd imagine the problem is that when you've got a lot of these people uh potentially undervaluing yeah. what good craft is worth yeah that's the yeah. problem and, that, and that's kind of that is again come back to coffee the kind of the issue we can have is that um you know People have a value of what they think uh, coffee is worth, and and it's really hard to uh, to get through to people that actually sometimes it can be worth more. Um, it's it's a bit of a challenge. When, no, absolutely.
2: I mean, you know, it's it's quite interesting if you if you you know humour me for a moment. You know, you kind of think of it in other trades. You know, I mean, okay, okay, we can't be brain surgeons, right? I can't be a hobby brain surgeon. You know, I I brought my stethoscope, and um, but you know, imagine I bought a wrench um and a blowtorch and suddenly I'm a hobby plumber. You wouldn't I mean it just couldn't happen, right? It couldn't happen. But in I think unfortunately photography in a lot like a lot of hospital, you know, because you've you've had a um a success at home, shall we say, you know, you suddenly think that that translates into the professional sphere you know and, and and it does to a greater or lesser degree you know if you are in a police box on brunsfield or you're in a in a little you know an airstream caravan of course it does but you know but it doesn't it doesn't mean you can mm-hmm. be a chef of the line in a in a michelin star restaurant you know you can you can cook five plates but you can't cook 45 mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. but i think a lot of what um you you do correct me if i'm wrong no is, is 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 going uh more down the kind of Staged uh, commercial like highly professional side of, of a photography, you know working for big clients and on um, you know spending uh, days and weeks and months planning individual shots, which almost to me feels like a completely different
2: merit and a completely different thing. Do you think that those are almost like two completely different skill sets mm, it's an interesting one it's an interesting one. I mean, if you were to talk about the wedding market you know and that may be more you know what i would call event photography if you like you know or, or or in some in some circles they talk about it as um you know like families people that kind of thing but let's just call it events you know in a live action sports maybe are the same right you know you don't have time to set stuff up you know, you've got one moment, you know, you know, whoever it is, Ronaldo's at the goal. You know, you can't just say, whoa, whoa, dude, I'm, I'm setting <laughs> up a, a, a speed light and a softbox. Can you run back a bit? you you, you, got, you got to have the gear and you've got to take the shot. Right. But I think in everything else, it's one of those things of where and I think this is, Kind of one of the problems that a lot of businesses and people, even at the lower end of the spectrum, don't realize is that Mm. to get something good takes planning. You can't, you don't rock up and do stuff, man. It doesn't, if you want good results, if you want quality results, it takes time. And that time might be, you know, it might be a day's planning, half a day's planning. But, you know, they, what they, what the, the craft that I'm talking about is, is I spend the time. And I spend many years and lots of time thinking, reading. So when I rock up, I've done the planning. You know, Robbie, I know where your shop is. I know where the light comes in the window. I know what times that light is going to move around that beautiful Melville curve. You know, I know what's going to happen. I know when the schools are going to come out. I know when the traffic's going to come out. I know your. I can speak to you. I know the customer flow. I know when we can get the shots behind the bar. I know when we can do this, you know, so... In a way, it's it's it. That's what you. That's what the value that you add, maybe as a professional, is that you 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 don't. There's nothing. There's no risks. You know, if it's pissing it down with rain, you know we've got lights outside and we make it look like it's a beautiful, you know, a beautiful June day.
0: That level of planning sounds amazing. Like I mean, every single minute detail, and and I think from what you said as well, like really opened my eyes because taking sports with photography as an example to obviously your um you know profession you know it seems like there's all, almost two different things you know two two entirely different things with different sort of levels of preparation actually cast me back to when mm-hmm. ross stoddart was on the podcast and he was talking about marketing experts and there were advertising jobs for marketing experts to do photography videography um you know and then all the sort of digital marketing mm. as well like it's completely t- like two different skill sets all together um <laughs> how how did you get that sort of level of you know meticulousness yeah, no. is that a, is that a word um you know is that is that from experience or, or-
2: i think yeah no absolutely i mean i mean no I mean call it obsession I mean Robbie will know what I'm like I mean you know I've been like that since day one I mean I never I just I think it's pride in your work Mm -hmm. it really is and it boils down you know and um you know I cut Mm -hmm. my teeth doing Mm -hmm. small gigs and I love doing that kind of thing I don't do a lot of it anymore and I'm and part of me misses it you know I love doing that kind of stuff you know because it's it's for me it's 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 less about photography and storytelling you know, what's the story? Like, I did a lovely wee job. I mean, you guys know Rowan over at the de Baker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. Rowan's a lovely guy, absolutely lovely guy. Um, so his his story was like his tiny little shop. You know, I mean, you go in and it's like a shoebox. I mean, my toilet's bigger than his kitchen, his production <laughs> kitchen. You know, can we see your toilet after this as well? Oh, just just for perspective. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he does. It's it's more. It's more that he does such amazing work mm. in such a small. Cramped space, and I've got such yeah. a so. But that was kind of so. But his story was like, well, we need to focus on the product. You know, we need to focus mm. on the product. The fact that everything's handmade. Mm. The fact that it's yeah. that it is, you know, an artisan product. Um. So that was what I was trying mm. to bring to that story. You know, it's 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 a lovely, great, you know, warm, welcoming guy that's got a really lovely, warm, welcoming space and a product that's equally warm and welcoming. Right. Um, And it's just trying to apply that in everything you do into the into the feel of the cafe, into the color of the shots, into the way. Mm -hmm. And again, it was I use that as a really good example because we rocked up and my God, 45 degree rain outside. And I'm like,
1: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) trying to get some warm shots, you
2: know, and it was and it was one of those ones of where. I, uh, you know, packed a car full of gear, thinking I'll never use it. Emptied the hell. car. <laughs> think I, I, I did. You know, we we set up a couple of, you know, set up a big kind of big umbrella and a big light outside, basically just outside his bay window. And all that's doing is just pumping this light in into the into the thing as if it was sun. It's just warmed up a bit with a bit of orange Amazing. gel, and you would never know. You never know. I mean, is it the you know, and it's not I'm not saying that I'm a genius or anything, but it's just it's just a care, you know?
1: Yeah. That that's interesting. So um in, I'm trying to remember any kind of briefs that I've given you in the past. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering whether in these scenarios, do do, do the do the does a client pretty much just trust you to come up with the thing? Yeah. Have you ever had a situation where they've been like, oh, that's not really what I was looking for? Because I'd imagine you've pretty much presented something that they've been like, wow, every time. But.
2: Yeah, it um, it depends. It really depends. Um, Most of the time you do. But, you know, a lot of, again, the kind of career and craft that I'm talking about is as much to protect my backside as it is mm-hmm. to guarantee it's good. You know, if I get there and it's raining and I can't deliver the stuff, you're like, this guy's crap, you know? Mm-hmm. If I don't get what you want, you're like, this guy's crap. I don't pay him. Um. You know we get into that kind of rabbit hole um so a lot of it is pretty much trying to and, and this is where i kind of see the planning is very very kind of important because it's trying to establish that that relationship and that trust you know it's like I, I, i'm trying to make sure that i know exactly what it is Let, let's pick cafe a right let's it's random cafe somewhere small you know again similar to what we're talking about with um with the beauty big be, you know somewhere small very compact you know and it's got a, a thing it does you know is it the best you
1: well know? well no, Gav, let me stop you there uh-huh. let's just let's just make this relevant let's make okay. cafe a cairngorm coffee frederick street
2: okay cool okay and, and the
1: thing we do is is grilled cheese sandwiches
2: yeah all right over to you <laughs> that's all i've got <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, absolutely. No, but it's true. But it, it was. I mean, I mean, but but like in a way, Robbie, that was a good example because we did shoot some pictures there, you know. And that was one of the things that I tried to do. It's a it's a downstairs, it's a downstairs place, and it can get quite dark. Yeah. It can get quite gloomy. You know, what Scottish weather's like in those subterranean plots. And again, it's trying to make it feel like it's that got that welcoming kind of the people are cool, the products hip. It's it, it's relevant. Mm-hmm. It's colourful. It's yeah. it, you know it's part of the neighbourhood, you know. And that very much translates into how physically we take the picture, as much as what's in the picture.
1: I just love hearing you talk about it with photography. I just think you're so passionate about it. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, amazing. It's a joy just to be on. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do, I do. No, thank you, man. It's just I think it, you just you just care what you do. Mm-hmm. You just care, and it's it's and it's that same care that goes into, you know, taking pictures for, let's say, Frederick Street, as goes into mm-hmm. taking in the opera house. You know. This, it's a story, and there's a story that needs to be, in my humble opinion, it's a story that to tell, and it may be the story of a, you know, it may this Tim Burton esque ballet of a, you know, magical marionette doll that comes to life, or or it could just be some some really cool guy making some really cool coffee in a in a small town. I mean, it, it it's really. There's there's two interesting stories, depending on which way you look well, at it. I mean,
1: it's you know? very kind of you to compare us to the Opera House. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, I'm really... So, obviously, we've talked a lot about um, kind of a bit about your, your approach and, and the way you approach uh, photos. Yeah. Um, something we haven't touched on is the project you're actually kind of continually working on right now through COVID, which has been fascinating to watch from a yeah. distance. Um, which is the, the isolation though. Thank you. Doubt. Thank you. Um, can you, for anyone yeah, who yeah. maybe not heard anything of, uh, of it yet, could you maybe give them a kind of taste of what it's about?
2: Of course, of course. I mean, I think like what we were saying before about the idea of trying to be 100% transparent, you know. Um, again, you guys will relate to this as a business, you know, trying to be authentic in the way you talk about what you do and trying to be authentic. You know, there's there's nothing more... Off-putting, shall we say, than someone up their backside with their own sense of self-importance, whether it's a business or if it's a brand or an influencer, what you know. And when his shit hits the fan, you know, it's like you you unfortunately see a lot of people's true colors. And that was one of the things I really wanted to talk about was just you know I I wanted to come up with something where it didn't have a professional agenda. You know, this wasn't meant to be able to send to an art director at Leith Agency. It wasn't meant to be. A project that i was going to pitch for work it was something which was just for me as a way to kind of try and talk about yeah a lot of difficult issues you know as a sort of th- pasty caucasian white dude you know what i mean it was like this you know there's there's a lot of kind of stuff that i find difficult to talk about mental health and all that kind of stuff you know and i've i've struggled with mental health for, for since my teenage years um and it's and it's come and gone and this was um, i think this was A moment of where i was like god you know you've got nothing else to lose you know if 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 i wanted to talk about about these issues there's just no better place to start than my own little short story
1: it's it's unbelievably tender i mean like i feel that if if a songwriter had penned like some of the kind of scribbled notes that you have
0: everyone would be like
1: heralding it for like its honesty and like directness but it's like it's so intense it's like it's That means um, a lot. I'm just action. like I'm looking at them here as a, a chat and like th- there's one that just starts like, I can feel it. I'm drinking too much, I'm non-alcoholic, and I really don't have a problem. I'm like, oh, it's like it's so jarring and like so cutting. I love it. Um, but at the same time, obviously it's very serious topics. Um
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing that the thing that a lot of people don't realise—well, they do. Okay, maybe they don't realise it. And it, um, you know, we're, we are having a lot of discussions about you know male mental health, and it, and it, and, it, and, it, and like we are having like you know again about about gender and diversity and race and colour and like all these amazing things are just coming up at last, and people are saying, "No, enough is enough, man. Enough is enough. I'm not taking this." Sh-. But I still think in Britain, there's this stiff upper lip you know there's this and 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 you see it like just you know carry on carry, and just even 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 kind of younger folk it's like it's still there you know and it's I I guess in my kind of limited view it's kind of it's always kind of dogged dogged kind of guys you know it's been one of those things it's just it's really you can we can talk about it but we can't really asking for help and asking for and trying to talk really from the heart it's something so tough um particularly like losing your job you know and you, you 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 there's a sense of pride of like putting money on the table and putting food on the table even if it's just for yourself mm-hmm. you know there's a sense of this it's so hard to unlearn that that capital late stage capitalist view that your work your value as a human being is tied up into what you produce
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
2: um and that's something i've struggled with in my life to try and un- unwrap because it's just even as a creative you know i only like I'm, i only feel as valuable as the last project mm-hmm. i've done yeah
1: i've definitely you had know? that in the back of my mind throughout, throughout lockdown as well um just you know every day that you don't kind of achieve something kind of feels like a day wasted mm-hmm. and, you, and you hear yeah. people saying yeah. like i oh, you know uh, just getting getting out of bed and and uh, doing this is is like is great during lockdown but I'm, I'm like I, I have that like uh ingrained in me where I'm like it's not and yeah. it's, it's quite hard yeah. to break these things down sometimes isn't it
0: I think there's more of a focus yeah, yeah, yeah. on it because of the circumstances because you know you yeah you know if you if you go to bed you know that day just having only gotten out of bed basically yeah. pretty much as your achievement for the day you know it, there's more focused on it there's less distraction you know you can't can't go for a pint with your mate or something you know or have something else to look forward to yeah, yeah. so a lot yeah. of people are just so I mean at the moment I've been working from home since March last year yeah. uh, it's just yeah. like if I haven't achieved something today I'm really going to know about it you know because there's nowhere else to go yeah. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm stuck here the whole time so like yeah I definitely agree with that 100 percent
2: no, it's, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you, you took the words out of my, out of my mouth. It's like a hundred percent. It's just, it's, it's really difficult to kind of, as I say, unravel that, that feeling that like, You know, I mean, on one hand, right, you know, there's a stereotypical, you know, the 50 year old dude guy, you know, it's like, I am the man of the house. You know, Mm. I put the food on the table and I do this and I can't talk about that. You know, me and the wife, we split up and we can't. Mm -hmm. But but I think, you know, even still in this kind of late 20s, 30s, early 30s are still those 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 bloodlines run deep. Yeah. You know, and those values, we were a lot more open and we're well we're willing to talk about it in other people and we extend that courtesy. Mm -hmm. But the thing, sometimes we can't extend it to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that and that's what the pro this was trying to do. It was just trying to be like, I just thought, you know, if I can I just it started where it was like those notes, the Robbie, that you were talking about, like it was just scribbling some notes down in the first couple of weeks that have just kind of because I moved back to Edinburgh from London because just I mean the opera house closed I was I lost my lost the job I'll go back but you know for that time it was like shore up the you know the holes (laughs) in the sinking ship and I just started scribbling notes about just simple things what what I was feeling and I mean, Christ, you know, I sound like a, so you know terrible like teenager writing my dear diary, you know. But and then it was just like, well, looking right over, and I thought, you know, God, that's, that could be a picture. Yeah. And then, or that could be a like more importantly, it could be like a, 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 a um like a movie still.
1: Yeah, there's definitely that feel about them.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And it was like trying to create almost pictures that would feel like they could be movie stills. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So almost yeah. then, we Rosie and I had this weird moment of where. The projects I mean it's been up in galleries you know we had a show in New York and one in Taipei and a couple other places. and it was kind of just w- watching it go out there it was like we were watching this weird short movie of ourselves mm. <laughs> that's so strange yeah. yeah um but it was it was kind of cathartic in a way because like we could we could get that perspective like this, you know, this you
1: could, is so 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 fascinating because. Um, these are photos that you've taken in your flat during lockdown (laughs) at the same time they're being sent out to Taipei and you're able to I mean that just shows you like the impact you can still have you know when you're here locked down in your own your own town you know that's pretty amazing no
2: I mean absolutely and I, I guess kind of you know talking about the impact is is one of the things that really surprised me about it because it was like um you know, I'd done a lot of stuff where a lot of my personal work before had been engineered to get a gig. You know, it was with that very much that professional slant. But this one, I because it had this free reign, in some ways it's done much, much, much better than anything I've ever really done before. I mean, maybe it hasn't got me any direct work, but in terms of you know three exhibitions, shows, it won awards, it won a prize fund. You know, it's like there's 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 something there that I I think maybe is just starting to warm up that I hadn't quite tapped into before. Um, Amazing, a kind of exciting journey that I'm, I'm still on, really, I suppose. <laughs> very very
1: interesting um Thanks, man. i'm gonna i'm gonna move you on from from that topic so I've, something uh which seems entirely relevant to uh-huh, uh-huh. To, um well, coffee I, I suppose yeah and that's um we've been discussing in the roastery recently about the authenticity of photos mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of coffee farmers so yeah um it's quite common that uh hear someone a roaster like ourselves yeah we're we are entirely guilty of this we'll post or post a a picture of a coffee farm or producer farmers Mm -hmm. um Mm -mm -mm. and not have had first-hand experience of of, having been to that farm and i wondered you've been to nicaragua nicaragua (laughs) can't say yeah but i'm intrigued to know um you've had that experience what do you think about roasteries using photos of producers in that way having not visited the farms i mean do you think there's a, a bit of a moral issue with that or do you think that it's doing a bigger disservice not to show customers the hard work that goes into to
2: it's a tricky one it really is a tricky one but i don't think the roaster per se or for example to take care and gorm or any of the really great you know great uk roasters you know it's not um, it's not their battle. In a way, that's one of the difficult things that we have. Um, in port like, a, I mean, it's, it's it's almost like an, sorry, but like an onion skin. I mean, where do we, where do we start? You know, I mean, I was born in Glasgow and the merchant city is built on slaves, you know, tobacco. I mean, you know, like all those, um, when we talk about Black Lives Matters, you know, I mean, we go right back to the Merchant City in Glasgow. I mean, that's that was built by slaving ships, you know, importing coffee, uh, tobacco was the big one, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that wasn't harvested by, you know, by, by folk from Kent, do you know what I mean? It, yeah. was, it was, you know, it was enslaved indigenous populations. You know, when we go back to conquistadors, we go back to, you know, the British in India, I mean, it, it, it's such a, it's such a, a difficult and multifaceted problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think we have to embrace it. So I, I used to, Rob, if you'd asked me this, when I round about near the time, I'd have probably been quite militant about it, but I think I kind of mellowed over time. I think, you know, no, we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. You know, we need to look at these and talk about these things and, People seeing things as only—we can't hide from it. It's a painful and it's a really ugly side of what it means to be a European, what maybe a white European, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that's no reason not to embrace it. I think you—you yeah. it, it, you need to know. We need to know. You know. You need to understand that, like, like you know, in some ways, it's like the coffee-producing countries, you know, like. There is an injustice, right? I mean, the the, the the what happens on Wall Street dictates whether a family lives or dies. I mean, it's terrible. But at the same breath, we can't. You and I can't fix it now. So we need to find like little ways that we can make it slightly less crap than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, and if and if and if it is using, you know, as much as I hate I hate charity, you know. But if it is a case of trying to go down those routes, then I, I guess it can only be a good thing. Yeah. I mean yeah.
1: i i think um my my kind of uh individual dilemma with the whole thing because mm-hmm. we, we it's exactly what we do we we uh, buy um, we buy re- very responsibly we source responsibly from of course, of course. um importers that we know and mm-hmm. trust um, yeah, absolutely but what the thing that we're lacking in in the chain of events is that we're not actually going to the farms personally at this stage so we're getting sent photos from our importers who have yeah, been yeah. to the farms yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. the the fact that we're then almost using that as like an advert to buy the coffee from us to me i i, I struggle with it sometimes and it's, mm-hmm. it's something that we do and it's something mm-hmm. that, that i've i've um resolved in my head is is it's okay because you know i feel like it's better to to show to to people the person buying the coffee that this is where it comes from this is what goes into it it's not just the, the hard work that we do um to the extent that now on our bags we put like um the name of the producer so it will be mm. yeah absolutely c tech yeah. by you know yeah. marcio yeah, yeah, not just yeah, yeah. um yeah, by caring yeah, yeah. coffee no but, but, no no totally um, we don't actually put the name at the moment we don't put the name of our of our company brand on the front of the back um mm. and it kind of passes over the the kind of thanks to the producers. But yeah, I just yeah. I, I I wondered, you know, you've obviously been to, to to farms before and I wondered um did you get a sense of uh were, were they thankful that you were there and like appreciate that you were interested in what was going on? Or did they kind of just see you as another person that's come to take photos?
2: I, I think I think it's the integrity, Robbie, that, that you approach anything with. And it's why I try to I know I might seem like I'm evading the question, but to broaden it out. I feel is really, really, really valuable because it is about tea. It's about all of these products, you know, because they're all coming from a diff. Bananas, man, bananas don't grow in Scotland, right? Like, it's a it's a really difficult question, you know. And I think if we can try and join the dots between where things are and what the problems are in those countries, I and mean, when the more we know about things, and the more we can, we can, we can kind of the more the more the more knowledgeable we are about the, the, the you know even where that country is most people don't know where it is in the world map right you know it's just it's stuff like that having a bit of knowledge and a bit of kind of you can make informed decisions about things and then we can hopefully make macro changes that can make bigger changes you know and i think the thing about the photos is is we have to, it's the integrity you know, it's like if you if you go out to an origin trip and you're out there for a jolly and you're taking selfies of you getting pished up whilst folk are, you know, um, that's obviously not great. You know, but I would say that in the same way to anything. You know, in any in any other field. You know, if it's it, 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 there's a difference between going out and trying to educate, and then there's a difference between going out to ex, to kind of exploit.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I've just I find it fascinating because because I've I've not your. Um, you're sitting here as the photographer and I'm sitting here as the coffee roaster and you're the one that's been to origin. I'm just like, I'm, I'm intrigued, um, to, to kind of, to understand better, you know, what, what, what it's like. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, yeah, what can, I guess, I guess I'm kind of just facing questions about the way we approach things as a, as a brand, as a business that, um, and, uh, how can we sensibly commercialize mm-hmm. stuff? How can we do it without the guilt, you know?
2: I know, but I mean, but again, but again, we, you know, if, if, if we do look at, you know, at origin, there's so many different, you know, the way that they're, the way they're harvesting, you know, um, the way they're harvesting heirloom varieties, like in the, the you know the Yayu Forest, where it grows na- the only place it grows naturally, right? You know if you're if if you're like hand harvesting, whereas you compare that with um, you know Brazil, Minas Gerais or wherever. Um, excuse me if I pronounce it wrong, but you know you've got mechanized mm-hmm. tractors, you know mega mega things. They look like like potato pullers, you know what I mean? And they're going along, you know, literally mechan- like chopping this stuff off the off the vine or the, um, off the bush, sorry um mm-hmm. you know you can't it's almost again you're not comparing the two you know a sort of a small kind of um small holder in in africa is not the same as the the, the sort of heavily mechanized production that's going on in you know mm-hmm. the plains mm-hmm. of brazil
1: 100 i'm gonna i'm gonna move i'm gonna move you on now um because uh obviously our podcast is about instagram which i i, I mean first of all i'm intrigued because. You know, as as a professional photographer, do we like or do we loathe Instagram as a platform?
2: Ooh, that's that's a toughie. Um, I think I, I think I in, intrinsically I hate all the social media. I absolutely hate it, and I probably would delete it all if I wasn't a professional image maker. But having said that, it does work, so it is a necessary evil of which I have to embrace. If I want to be even vaguely successful, and it does work, it does work. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, what if we're if we're looking at social media as a whole? um Without it in lockdown, you're kind of slightly scuppered. I mean, I I don't often phone friends for a chat, um, but I'll quite happily send a funny video I saw on Instagram to someone's DM, um, which Andrew and I do quite a lot. Yeah. This might be a bit of a stupid question to ask a photographer, mm. but do you think for, for us as Karen Gorm Coffee um, using our Instagram, do you think it's better to have really professional curated photos on our stream? Or, or do you think the more informal ones sometimes actually can feel a bit more kind of authentic to
2: the brand? It's a really tough one. I think I think you have to strive for the best that you can achieve. But then I suppose you would do that even in your roasting. I mean, why make a bad roast, right? Why make why if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing as best as you can? you know i mean sometimes sometimes there's that age-old you know what is it perfection is the enemy of 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 really good you know um mm-hmm. so you've got to try and do it to the, the absolute best of your ability but i think you have to you know it's so what's achievable it, it does it does make a difference yeah. i mean it really 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 does it does make a difference good quality good quality images and and well well posed like good stuff like great content and i it's a visual world, you know, it does, it does. I'm not going to underplay it. You know, the more, the better you can get them, the, the, the nicer they can, the production value, shall we say, it's only going to be better, but you know, that's got to come with that authenticity you spoke about. You know, it's a bit, it's a bit like the kind of Spider-Man quote, the, you know, the great responsibility, you know, comes, you know, you know, you know the one. Um, and I think it's the same. It's like, I'd rather see authenticity with less skill the more skill with no authenticity.
1: That's exactly mm-hmm. the kind of dilemma, mm-hmm. I, I, the kind of thing I'm trying to work out, you know, because because often if you look at a, a brand and, you know, you can tell they've spent thousands thousands of pounds yeah. getting these like perfect mm-hmm. shots, mm-hmm. then you wonder, like in, in our, and this is kind of why I was saying, you know, for us personally, mm-hmm. um, we're a, a small business um absolutely i, I own absolutely. the business we're not backed by <laughs> yeah, totally. um coca-cola or nestle or anything uh hashtag cold blend. <laughs> sometimes i wonder if like you know we can do things very authentically uh with lesser equipment and it could have more impact but i i think what you've you've hit the nail on the head with what you just said there you know this the story is important and you know it, without that it doesn't really matter how you dress it up it's kind of kind of null and void isn't it so.
2: absolutely i mean every time like if you can make the photo cooler you've got to do it like it, you 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 will only improve your your brand i mean let's let I me mean, Unfortunately, that's really what, mm. what we're the, the, the essence of what we're trying to talk about here it's only gonna look cooler right but you can't fake you can't fake a vibe you can't buy a vibe
1: yeah no definitely right i think um i'm gonna let you go on with the rest of your your life um well, I honest oh it's been so fascinating and uh it more than anything it's just been it's been nice to see your face and we've been talking about catching up over a beer for about a year now but we've it's not it's not been possible well
2: you you, you know like you've been you've been flying at the you know the speed of light with a moving house the babby that's it, that's it. and then you know all sorts I mean, man. Just,
1: yeah just trying to protect myself from uh from from going bankrupt and all these things
2: yeah yeah dude oh man yeah listen i mean i think i think surviving right now is a highly admirable professional goal that's that's
1: true that is true um well hopefully hopefully we all do and um
2: yeah absolutely yeah well yeah when this when this all passes we'll, we'll reconvene over a over a cool beverage
1: i i do i do
2: Anyway, I'll leave you soon. Take care, guys. All the best. Catch
1: you soon. Cheers, bye. 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 Bye.
0: So, you need a new challenge, and we've only got a couple of weeks left. So, by my calculations, we need. 5,663 followers so that's basically almost 3,000 a week so come on big guy what is the plan what are we going to do about this
1: yeah I mean so we got 70 last week so 3,000's you know we're not we're not we didn't get 70 do not
0: well, uh-huh. 60 didn't
1: you? Oh, was sixty. was a sixty. am just, I'm just trying <laughs> yeah. to make it sound better. Just
0: beefing up, beefing up the numbers, mate. So we got, we got, we got Cooking eighty last week. We
1: got eighty last week. So <laughs> yeah, no. know. Um, don't honestly, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, struggle. But I think yeah, it's not like we scripted the whole season. We are just coming up with this stuff on the fly.
0: And... I think that's quite obvious considering the result. <laughs> I mean, if we scripted this, I mean. If we ever change career and go into digital marketing, there—I mean—our CV is getting not even put at the back of the list. It's getting like burnt. It's it's getting the ashes are getting sprinkled into the bin. Like that's that's what's happening there. We've done a bad job. Would
1: it would it not be would it not be the trash if it's digital marketing?
0: Oh Oh digital marketing em- joke. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um yeah, no, I what was the question?
0: <laughs> well, I was just I, I mean, firstly, what's the plan? And B, do you reckon we can actually do this? Like
1: Right, so B, I don't think we can do this. Um oh, I think it's
0: we someone with optimism. No, <laughs> it wasn't <yeah>. me. <laughs>
1: do you know what? You know what? I I wish I could say I think we could. I think unless we get like an influencer with millions of followers to to say something about
0: us. well, this is this is kind of where I had a bit of an idea, right? And it's it's maybe not bang on that, but I it, I mean, I reckon, yeah, influences influencers is definitely like that's that's definitely a good route, especially after our chat. With an influencer like that definitely opened our eyes to the potential but i mean it's not it's not necessarily solving the problem but i think it would help if we call try chris to Akabusi promote to <laughs> to give,
1: give, give,
0: give chris ashkabushki uh, a, a, a call but i reckon if if we try to collaborate a bit more online i think might might be might be a good option so for example with the podcast at the moment there's only like as far as i can see i think only one um method of promotion but every single week like we're collaborating with someone like a guest for example so like should, if we prep the guest to say right okay we're going to we're gonna send out like four teasers, for example, like through the week and we're gonna tag you in and it's gonna be, you know, more about like exposing their interview because everyone's got something really, really interesting to say on here. Mm -hmm. Like I think the guests have actually been really good, like, and it's been a great mix. Then it allows us to tap into their network a bit. So like that can do a little bit of the work as well. And likewise for them, you know, obviously as we, start to build a bit more of a reputation with the podcast and they can tap into that too so it's a new audience for them so it's kind of a win-win
1: yeah no I, I think that's a really good point i think um the the way we've marketed the podcast has been pretty uh pretty streamlined um i do and i, I think i it's, it's, it's kind of down to the weeks are just going so fast even oh, finding yeah. the, the time to mix the podcast it just yeah. Um, uh, just it takes hours bizarrely because um, you know if we're talking for two hours I've got to listen to that whole thing and edit it as I go you know you end up um, yeah you end up uh, having to sift through a lot of really good stuff and a lot of
0: uh, <laughs> yeah I can only imagine I mean just to put it into perspective for everyone else literally Will and I just turn up on a Friday night and chat and uh, Robbie has to do all the, the dirty work behind the scenes, all the editing and telling us basically uh, who's coming on. Sometimes, actually most of the time, it's actually a surprise. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I'd imagine there's a lot of mopping up to do there, but yeah, using that maybe as an opportunity moving forward, you know, if you if you're gonna give the fans what they want, which is a season two, give me another bloody season um then, give me uh, another <laughs> season you, <laughs> you oh sorry um yeah <laughs> oh, more editing, then, uh, <laughs> more editing. <laughs> but yeah um yeah it's maybe an opportunity for you obviously yeah i, I just think the, the the guests you've had on have been really interesting um and quite diverse as well which is really cool um, but some of them have a pretty awesome following as well. And, you know, even those that don't, you know, they're maybe more focused in a different industry, but coffee is quite a common ground for many people. So I think that you you might get a bit of traction. As I said, it's not gonna be 3000 followers a week, but, um, you know, it might just get you into a larger community online, which would be quite nice. Oh,
1: do you think it's time we tentatively start moving goalposts or, you know, I mean, I think from the get go, I kind of said, I want to hit 10,000 followers, but yeah. that's not a big enough. Um, that um That's not as interesting enough to make a whole podcast series about because we had like 7,000 oh, yeah. followers and we've now yeah. got like 9,000, was it 300 or something? Yeah. Still getting to 10,000 by season finale, at the end of March is going to be quite a challenge. Still think that's say that's a brilliant. silver medal.
0: I say that's a silver medal. Yeah, like, okay. yeah. I mean, we we've we still failed, but you know, I think that's a good silver medal. Definitely. For we've you. also learned about loads of things as well. Like yeah. we've you've, you've you know tried TikTok. You'll eventually, hopefully, by the time the season's over, dip your pocket in and hand <laughs> in your pocket and and uh, and uh, buy some ads. But um, you know, uh, no, like everything else, like trying live videos, you know, all sorts of things, really. Um I mean yeah, uh, I think it's it's going to set you up nicely for the future to learn a bit more about digital marketing and it was interesting earlier, you know, talking about the identity of your brand and and the identity of your customers as well, which is quite mm-hmm. quite good, so there's been time for a bit of reflection there, but um definitely definitely but yeah, silver medal will take for ten thousand, I reckon that that would be that's fair.
1: So basically, <laughs> what we have to do is we we're gonna this coming week the challenge is gonna be that I will make some more teasers for the, the future podcast. Mm. I'll tag more of the people who are involved in the content, and mm. and I will yeah. pay for some adverts. You have
0: to. You absolutely have to. You have to. But but also you need to you need to think about your ads though. You can't just pay for anything. You can't just go willy nilly with it. Like it's mm. paying for ads is a bit of an art. Um from what, what I've learned anyway. The good thing is paying for ads on Instagram quite cheap. Yeah. So that's not too bad. Yeah I know. but at the same time it's about getting the right content, testing what content works. To do that all in a week is going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. So like what what rules are we going to stick to? yeah true are you creating an ad on instagram because that that's that's you're only going to probably be able to do one and yeah. realistically see how it goes
1: so what kind of rules are should we set a budget yeah okay that's well,
0: interesting, well you're be gonna interesting. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to set the budget let's face it well Maybe i think it's I up think to me i'd the, say 10 grand probably
1: like transparency the most i've ever spent on an advert has been i think 30 pounds
0: well that's that's about that is it's like in all seriousness, that is literally around the Instagram sort of budget, you know, and I think if you took this challenge aside Mm -hmm. and, you know, we weren't on such a time sort of, we weren't working to a time limit, if you like, then, you know, I think, spending small testing and then working a little bit bigger from what i know anyway which is obviously quite limited hence hence our massive failure um but that would be the way to go but i think you're maybe going to have to roll the dice a little bit yeah if it's if it's for the challenge's sake right
1: well how about how about this let's really roll those dice Mm -hmm. how about i set a wager with you which is all you right. you were talking before about the money I'd spent on Fiverr for guiding an accent. And you yes. said you said to me that um you could probably have done an accent <laughs> for the money yeah. I spent on it. Okay, so, all right. So how about if we set a wager that if I agree to spend a hundred pounds on an advert,
0: okay, okay. You
1: do the and this will be for next week, you do the accent for next week's podcast. Oh. God. um you can choose who it, has, who, who it is
0: yeah okay fine as long as you'll maybe edit in some music on the back of it because i don't know how to i genuinely don't know how to do 100%. that but I'll, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll do the voice yeah. i'll
1: write you a script and i'll edit it nicely
0: but oh christ i'm gonna have to think of someone to do yeah okay fine if you spend 100 quid because it's, it's long overdue okay long overdue you you've you've got to dip that hand in and because that's going to uh, say that's going to save out. me
1: a good you know three pounds fifty not paying someone on fiverr to to i uh, might do that actually happens. hang on
0: hang on a minute i've been i've been done here i mean absolutely done here
1: right
0: but, like half half your budget would, would have been on a voiceover guy anyway no no three, yeah but
1: three pounds fifty
0: it's not three pounds fifty. That's it, not what you told me.
1: Yeah, it would have been like three fifty to get a voice up. No, you said it's fifty quid. No, 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 no. It's it's like three fifty, and then there's like a two fifty five or charge or something.
0: It's so cheap. Wait, so the Arnold Schwarzenegger one from the other week that that was three pounds fifty. Surely not, because if it was, I regret slagging him off. Because I mean. For, yeah, for like the know, price of a meal deal like I thought you said 50 quid I was like 50 quid I, I would give that a stab
1: <laughs> you're right like, mate I would do that for 350 oh no I
0: didn't say for 350 I said for 50 I thought that was 50 uh, quid I must have misheard you and you've picked all the good ones now so like I'm gonna have to think of some someone that people will know and also uh, anyway that's my problem if you spend 100 quid I'll do it yeah no worries so that's the end of another episode of desperate times thanks for listening and don't forget you can write to us on instagram or through the contact page of the Gorm coffee website if you want to ask us anything at all please do get in touch
1: last week uh we actually were going to ask each other a question oh yeah no? that's right yeah think, that's right yeah i
0: forgot about that what have you got i, th- me?
1: I think actually i think that's why will's not here probably mm. <laughs> so he's, he's buckled he's that scared. makes
0: sense that makes sense yeah okay well yeah let's go for it what have you got for me what have you got
1: so someone offers you a week's holiday somewhere in europe okay every six weeks for a year
0: that sounds like a nightmare okay next one yeah okay
1: no does that sound yeah, like
0: that yeah that sounds terrible every six weeks okay, i wait. need to go on holiday bugger that <laughs> i need to get on a plane and go somewhere every six weeks no chance absolutely no way that sounds like an absolute nightmare oh my god every six weeks so like oh no way (laughs) every month and a half i need to pack my bags go to the airport i might not even get to go to edinburgh airport i might have to go all the way to like newcastle or something oh no way man apps that sounds might have to get a, a a connecting flight oh god no uh, no, no thanks. Okay, was... All right,
1: well, let me try and make this sound a bit better. Right. Um, it's an all expenses paid, all inclusive trip. No money coming out okay. of your pocket. You can order a beer, order a pina colada. Yeah, it's yours. Okay.
0: All right. expenses paid. Okay. You,
1: you get a limo when you arrive. Okay. I'm going off script here a wee okay. bit. But... You get the idea. It's pretty luxurious. Yeah. And every six weeks, it's somewhere different. You know, it might be Spain, it might be... Oh, wait, do I get to pick um, or
0: is this like random?
1: Yeah, yeah. and anywhere in Europe, every six I weeks. I get to pick, though. It could be somewhere where there's football Okay. Yeah, you get all to right,
0: pick. Okay, yeah. Well, it's not as bad, but yeah, every six weeks, is it's a bit too frequent for me. But yeah, okay, yeah, fine, yeah, all right. And so Just what's the of, question?
1: Yeah. I, was, I was trying to build this as if that sounded amazing and then the next question would... It was a challenge, but you're not even that good. No, i go for it. I'll pretend I like
0: it. I'll just be like, yeah, that sounds amazing.
1: Anyway, but dot 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 you have to go through another year of lockdown. What are you saying?
0: I'm gonna be honest. I'm really looking forward to going out for a meal and going to the pub a bit too much. So for me it's a little bit of a no brainer. Like I, I I just don't I just need lockdown to end. I need it to end like I I can't I don't want to do this again like I'm sure within our lifetimes there's probably going to be another pandemic unfortunately like I think that's probably going to happen but I mean give it give it a good 10 years or something like come on like this the you know nah for me no not for me not for me really sorry well my question actually isn't as thoughtful or exciting so if if you won 182 million no bollocks like investing in stuff or and all that kind of thing right you got three three purchases what the first well what are the first three purchases you'd make for that that haul
1: you say no investments but could it be tuition for my son
0: uh nah none of that none, no that no way? sensible stuff like nothing like Nothing like oh, I'll invest in property and then probably retire at forty. Or like you know, the first thing I would yeah. get would be to fill up my car to go down to Camelot and pick up the money. You know, like, <laughs> nothing like that. You know, like just <laughs> you know, like what we do.
1: I think I would probably take the Desperate Times podcast okay. on holiday, Bis- okay. business class flights as soon that's as COVID's is lifted. Rent a rent a Mustang or something like a Mustang. Cuisine. Mustang. Yeah, no, I know.
0: I thought you said it. I thought you said Mustang, like Mustang.
1: Mustang. Wait, how do you say Mustang? Get, get us a Mustang each. A Mustang.
0: Is that how you say it? No, I didn't say. What? What are you talking about? You said Mustang, like Mustang. I didn't say that. Surely I'm not. Sure. Yeah, get, okay. get okay. okay, everyone a Mustang
1: kind of said that i don't think i said that
0: maybe, said that, maybe it was, maybe no, it was that... a little zoom glitch or something but uh anyway but hey. i do yeah.
1: it does sound quite cool second purchase um an extension on the house
0: okay that's fine that's fair enough that's a, that's a legit yeah. thing
1: the third one well actually i've been thinking a lot recently and this is not this is a bit random but mm-hmm. um if i was thinking if, if i suddenly came into money I I would buy a new guitar. In fact, I buy two new guitars. Yeah. If I can lump them together as one thing. Yeah. I want I want one like really just amazing acoustic that I'll just that'll be me for the rest of my life that I can just mm. play and it'll be really sweet. I, the one I play at the moment's uh, not expensive. It's like hundred pounds, but mm. I've played it. I I really like it. But I like the thought of having you know like a really expensive amazing acoustic guitar I can just strum. Yeah. And alongside that, I have this idea of. I don't know if you know guitar colors, but Fiesta Red yeah, yeah. is like kind of old school kind of retro red. Mm-hmm. guy, Simon from Biffy Clyro has one. Mm-hmm. And they and the look just like really retro and old school. I like the idea of having like an old, beaten up one of those. You buy like custom models by Fender, mm-hmm. Stratocaster. Oh, I think that's what I'd buy. And they're not cheap, they're like several grand, but I feel like that would really just uh, bookend my, my music yeah. uh, career. And that would be that would be it. I've bought everything I need. Um, I've no need to play them, yeah. but got them. So there they are.
0: That sounds epic. Good choices. Hmm. Well
1: worked. Maybe you give me one because I'm interested.
0: Well, I did actually think about the soundproof room so I could play drums, um, but I would say probably my main one would be. I would love like a retirement package to just have like a a dairy farm and like a cheese factory um not like not big time you know like i'm not talking like taking over the world just just enough to make some cheese for me my friends like you know like that's 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 what i'd love to do but um
1: well um the guy from blur alex james
0: yeah he did yeah he did he did exactly that didn't he yeah so cool yeah yeah That, that. that sounds like the dream I love cheese, and yeah, that would that'd be pretty relaxing, I reckon.
1: Fair play. Well, listen, thanks again for listening. We look forward to catching up again next week when Andrew will be giving us a fantastic accent to start the show. Ugh. God, no. <laughs> and uh, hopefully Will will be back to regale us with um, some excuses as to why he was absent this week. Uh, don't forget to like and review this podcast on your platform of choice if you've enjoyed it otherwise you can give it no stars um uh and watch us cry but you know just we a quick one we have actually had a few ratings i think we've had seven uh seven five star oh nice One, one, one two star rating on podcasts who's that which was um well i don't know i can't see but we do have one review which is cool okay um someone someone has said great bands five-star very entertaining especially the cold slash gold coffee mixer up. Okay, nice I'm laughing out yeah um make it an hour-long show next time question mark oh okay there you go that must have been after our first one i haven't seen that so um there you go that's cool i've just given my five-star review
0: did the two-star um, guy girl give the uh give any comments
1: no comments and i don't know how we meant to improve if we don't have comments what i'd say is
0: uh whoever gave us two stars uh shout out to you um give give us give us some give us some feedback drop us a little uh, dm just say why you know what we can do better um and uh i mean we may or may not pander to your needs um but yeah thank you thanks for the rating though thanks for taking the time to do that that's pretty cool but yeah, also thanks I mean, to everyone that actually gave us a good rating as well. So
1: I mean, priority number 1, 15,000 followers, priority number 2, making people happy. So exactly. There exactly. there we go. Um, have a great week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. See ya.